All right, welcome to Afterthoughts, episode four. Wow. A show where we like to share our thoughts after stuff. Doug, <laughs> how are you? I'm great, man. Right? Yeah. Also fun. Happy. Kayla? <laughs> I'm good. Good. And how's Jacob over there? Jacob's doing good. Okay, great. Got the whole crew ready to go then. <laughs> Sounds like we're doing great. Everybody's, Everyone's ready for this everyone's episode. Everyone's awesome. Wow. Oh, yeah. And E. How are you? And also with E. Oh, I'm well. Good. Uh, we like to, on this show, talk about faith, life, have mm. real conversation to help you in your conversation, sharing our thoughts after sermons, after series that we're doing here at our church, but this is for people beyond our church, yep. and we hope that it's helpful as you drive in your car, uh, navigating conversations of culture and the world and faith and all those good things. Yeah. Good nav well said. navigating pun. As you're talking oh, about yeah, driving in your nice. car. Thank well you done. so much. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. How's, uh, how's everything with your parking ticket? Speeding ticket. Speeding your ticket. Your speeding ticket. Speeding. You wish it was a parking ticket because yeah, it would be cheaper. $40 max. $225. Paid. $225. It's been paid. Wow. I actually heard rumors somebody started a GoFundMe just this morning, and it's Are already up to $0.22. Cents. Wow. <laughs> there you go. From some random person. Wow, so, $0.22. Cents. Good. Yep. All right. Well, thanks to whoever that is. I'll subtract that from the $225. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is just getting started, man. You yeah, have no it's idea. house money at this point. You've already we could be millionaires out. by the end of this. This is a cause me. people are just buying into. People yeah, are believing you know in this. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. And sure. uh, let, me, let me rebound with a question for you. Oh, Here, great yeah. sports metaphor. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pass it here. Ball's in your court right now. Here at the Afterthoughts Podcast, we love to always share our forethoughts before we share our afterthoughts. Mm. What's something that's been on your mind? What's a thought that you've had in the past week? Okay, great question. At some point... Great question. <laughs> at some point, people are going to refer to the when they say the 20s and the 30s and the 40s. Mm -hmm. It's going to be oh, 2020s wow. and the 2030s and the 2040s. Dude. But when... Wow. Like, when will that shift take place? Yeah, yeah. Probably in the 50s. What do you call the first decade of, like, from year 2000 to year 2010? 2000. The 2000s. But people call the 1900s. That's the entire century. So maybe century. it's at the end of the century. I don't know, guys. We are moving into the future yeah. at light speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the speed of time. <laughs> speed well, of none of us are going to live long <laughs> enough to find out. Ryan, do you have a thought? <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> Good. I think that... <laughs> Um, that <laughs> he's still laughing at <laughs> yeah, moving at the speed of time was great. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's what we're doing. Uh -huh. We all have to do it. Uh, okay. I, here's my thought. I think that books, especially fiction books are going to make a comeback. Let's go wow. in the twenties, thirties. And I mean that by the 21st century twenties. Wow. Oh, here's the, the thing. Um, the, the reason that movies and shows took off is because they started moving a lot faster than books. Like if you watch a, a movie from the 80s, like a Rocky's movie from the 80s, the training montage is so long, mm. but then by the 90s it's faster, 2000s it's even faster, the 10s or whatever we call that decade, right. way faster. Yeah, what do you call the teens? However, there has to be a limit to how fast these movies and these shows can go. Like, like you can only go so fast. And so I believe that eventually people are going to realize it's way more fun to create your own story in your own mind wow. and your imagination. And so there's going to be a pendulum swing back to reading books, baby. I'm calling it now. I Whoop. believe that the limit is 10 because they made 10 Fast and Furious movies. There you go. So that might be the answer. To the you. limit doesn't exist. The limit does not doesn't exist. It, yep. Recently, I shared the theory that about... Jack not existing in Titanic. Yeah. But I heard another compelling one. Maybe from one of you guys. I can't remember, honestly. Can I, can I guess? I guess. No, you guess. Maverick? Yes. Yeah, dude. No, no, take my thought. Go ahead. No, I, I gave it to you, so now I'm just taking it <laughs> Was back. Was it you that told me this? <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I got to know. I have a hard time keeping you guys apart. I know. Um, it's an interesting thought, right? At the beginning of the new Top Gun, he goes like Mach 10, right? Or whatever. Yeah. So fast. Oh, and like for but, sure he died in that. He died. Yeah. And yeah. the rest of the movie was... So the idea is that what if the rest of the movie is he's actually dead and it's just him reconciling all the things from his past. So like his best friend died, he still feels guilt from it. So he, feel, he carries that guilt to his friend's son mm. and he's trying to reconcile that. He's trying to reconcile relationships and and finally like slowing down and, and Jennifer finding... Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that with, that with is? Penny Benjamin. Penny. So... It's out there. Wow. It's crazy. Something to pray about. I don't know. 
I won't pray about it. A lot of theories out there about things not existing. Oh, yeah. So that takes us to... <laughs> Which is not a thing, but it's just a movie. <laughs> yeah, like no, it but it could affect us <laughs> in the real world. <laughs> he really does go so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Seems Mach like, 10 is crazy fast. Seems like you're not just parachuting down and walking into like a little town restaurant, like a little dusted up. You want to know how fast Mach 10 is? Let's find it. And while Doug finds I would love that, to know. And it, let's, hey, let's also point out that like his mission really didn't make a whole lot of sense. It was just like, it was perfectly catered towards what Maverick would love to do, mm. right? Is to go fly like right over this thing yeah. and then dive down. Sorry if we're spoiling. Well, also kind of a crazy through line of this episode already mm. is I said, the limit of fast was 10. He goes Mach 10. We hear you, Lord. This is, this is something else. It all How comes fast, back Doug? to the speed of time. Wait, <laughs> How fast is what's that? your, okay, what's well, your guess of all? 60 seconds. Mach 10 per minute. <laughs> There's 60 minutes per hour. Oh, the speed of 24 hours in a day. Uh huh. Multiply and divide days in a year. Dude, the speed of time is 60 seconds per minute. (laughs) That's what we learned in physics in high school. All right. What is a mock? Do you know? Mm. Um, Other than like the razor, no. Yeah. Or mocking someone. One mock one is Chattanooga mocks the speed of sound. One mock is the speed of sound. Yes, so, so the speed of sound, sound is, is another right, way of sixty seconds per minute. <laughs> yeah, that's the speed of time. That's the speed of time, <laughs> right? Which is what I meant. <laughs> no, we know, but just for everybody watching, uh, <laughs> we need a chalkboard, from, and then at the end you'll drop it and yeah, say, yeah. All right, "Anyone can see all this." You know, there's a I'm gonna teach everybody something. <laughs> all right, we. Well, I'm sure we'd all be fascinated to hear what you're gonna teach us, Doug. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'd all be fascinated. Um, the speed of sound is about 767 miles an hour. Okay. That's the speed of sound. So that's Mach 1. Mm-hmm. So Mach 10 is 10 times that. At a zero. 7,673 miles an hour or something like that. So that's how fast he's going. Yeah. And his, his jet blows up or he has to hit the eject button. Yeah. He just parachutes down from up. And you're telling me that high. he's still alive after that. That's what I'm not and, telling and, you and that. And he couldn't have fit on the door. There's no <laughs> right. <way. laughs> anyway, and sorry to derail this. But well, why don't did Harry Potter really go to Hogwarts? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is that a theory? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what they say. That oh, he that he was, was a kid who just had that's how he dealt some with imagination his, with his Dursleys. Yeah, lifestyle. I don't know. Maybe we do a whole episode on it at some point. Maverick, Jack, Maybe. and Harry. <laughs> well. Yeah. This takes us to and everyone's favorite segment of Afterthoughts. Questions with Kayla. Questions with Kayla. Kayla. Welcome to episode four. Woo, so glad a- to be here. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on what we've just talked about? That's really great knowledge, Doug. Thank you so much for <laughs> s- telling us that. <laughs> Can't wait to use that in my everyday life. You're welcome, Kayla. <laughs> she put something about that in Mach your vows. 10. Yeah, I should. Mm, I in totally your upcoming should. wedding ceremony. Yes. Almost mm-hmm. time. Woo. Wow. Congratulations. Um, yeah, thanks, Job Ethan, Kayla. for you bounce feels like passing it on over Job here. Kayla. Oh, bounce pass over. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Keep that going. Oh, I like yeah. that. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, on the topic of sports, mm-hmm. somebody yeah. asked, will the CU Buffs ever win a national championship? Yes. <laughs> First of all, they have. Yes. 1990. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to fumble that question, but you... <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. They that just was a keep run. coming. Yeah, I think they will again before my time is up. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think in the next, I'm gonna say it, the next 15 years, Buffs national championship. Best shot's probably the next three to four with Coach Prime before mm-hmm. he probably gets a better Go job. somewhere else. How long will Coach Prime be at CU? Maybe three years. Yeah. Hopefully 30. I'm gonna 30. say not this football season, but the 2024 football season. That we're gonna win it all. Yeah. Wow. That's an ambitious. That's uh, a hot take. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Decisive, Doug. Okay. You heard man, it here I'm first. A man of faith. All right. Another fun question. <laughs> This wasn't submitted well, by somebody from social media. It was or was it? Was not. So it was from you. <laughs> <laughs> Word of mouth. We don't know who submitted this question, but it wasn't anyone Word other of than. Mouth speak. <laughs> All right, come on. What is it? Could you take on a gorilla one on one in a fight? Okay. Of course not. No. And for anyone to say otherwise is foolish. Foolish. Who would that's ever say all that? I have to say about that. Foolish and immature. Wow. Insubordinate and churlish. Ignorant of gorilla facts. Okay? Yep. Because first of all, the context of this question originally was you're placed in a room about this size mm-hmm. with um, 
an animal of your choosing? What a, is the a worthy adversary? What is the yeah. largest, most vicious, if you will, animal that you think you right. could take? Now it would be a brutal battle to the end, but right. you think you would, you would come win. out on top? Yeah. Yep. Emily Franklin said a gorilla. It's insane. Because she said, "Well, I I would become best friends, oh. BFFs with the gorilla." Wouldn't. No. Just a Mighty Joe Young obsession sort of thing. However, that goes against the very parameters of the question that implies the animal is going to be fighting you. Yeah. yeah. And a gorilla would pop your head like a grape. Things are so, so strong. Um, an alpha male silverback gorilla. Yeah. No, no chance. <laughs> it's just the worst answer to a question. <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> Mark that down. <laughs> Great question. Yeah. Thanks, Kayla. Yeah, yep. no problem. Uh, and then on a more serious, not really serious, but oh, let's get some go. backstory on how y'all met. What's oh. what's that? <clears throat> Doug and I were roommates <laughs> uh, when we were young. We shared, we had bunk beds. Sure did. Well, we each had our own room and Ryan slept in my room yeah, for so, most of his childhood. So there was a day oh, where boy. we shared a room and then we moved to a bigger house. I had my own room and I was there for like 10 minutes and then I just went back over to Doug's room and we continue to be roommates. Wow. Were you scared at night? No, we just would have good conversations at night. Oh, similar to this. Well, better. <laughs> For sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. So you're posted on the speed of time and <laughs> jump from the top bunk to the bottom bunk. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like an L shape. You oh, know fun. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, oh, yeah. So bunk yeah. bed. Yeah. My brother and I had bunk beds. You did? I, I rolled off the top in my sleep and hit the, woke up hitting the ground once. Well, you woke up before you hit the ground. Or as, know. or was it the sudden so, stop that awoke you? It was a long time ago. Let's call JJ traumatic, But I'm okay. Are you? So you guys are brothers. We've established brothers. that now. Yeah. yeah. And then Doug and I went to high school together. Sure did. Highlands Ranch High School Falcons. Highlands yep. Ranch. Highlands Ranch. And I was one year older than you. So you still are. So we're not even. <laughs> you haven't caught up yet. <laughs> well, at the speed of time, I will. <laughs> Eventually. I wish I had friends that age, were dude, great rebound. One year per year. I wish I had friends that were more my age. <laughs> I'm 35 and you're 34, and you just we can't relate to each other. Yeah. Um, you have no idea what it's like to graduate from high school in 06. No, I don't. No. Nope. 007. Um, mm, what a time to be alive it was. And uh, we were friends, but then senior year of high school, we were in the same physics class oh yeah yep good time and um, fun class good grades yep and then we i went to university of colorado that's where we learned about the speed of time and sound ironically <laughs> was at cu clearly, clearly yeah. it stuck for me yep yeah well yeah. you minored in clocks <laughs> so they taught you all about yeah, speed of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's various speeds many people don't know about dude the exam is just like in second grade where it's the different hands clock faces i think that's 217 how fast is time moving in this picture? oh this degree is gonna be great <laughs> yeah well we have a clock right there and that hasn't helped us a whole lot so far on this oh, podcast kind of like my degree the speed of time is very fast on this podcast what do my, what does my degree and that clock have in common <laughs> A relevancy. But what is relevant is we became friends in that class. And also time is relevant. (laughs) Okay, okay. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna redeem this podcast. (laughs) Thanks, man. Somebody's gotta take this seriously around here. Sheriff's in town. Oh, why am I always the one kind (laughs) of older roping us back in here? Um Oh the immaturity. Oh, thank you. No, it's my sophomore year of college. And your freshman year, second semester, and we run into each other at the gym at CU and uh, decide to go upstairs and let's go do abs together. And there's a cool, there's a cool little abs. spot to go do abs, 10 minute abs and see the flat irons. Oh, I don't think we did abs. We just started, we just talked, started having a conversation and caught up. And then um, we all started going around the same time to the annex which is a college ministry right off campus of CU. So just right down on, uh, right by Pearl Street. And that was Tuesday nights, a few hundred college students. And that ministry changed our lives. Kind of all around the same time, having similar realizations. And um, yeah, we get placed in the same small group with a few other guys who to this day are also best friends, who we have a core group reunion once a year. Yeah. We've got ours coming up this November. And um, yeah, I will say outside of, I feel like Salvation and my my wife and my kids, that group 
is the greatest gift God's ever yep. given me. Um, I would not be the same person. Oh, are you are you wanting to chime in? You mind if I chime in? Chime in. <laughs> you can go ahead and chime in, man. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for going to chime in. Can't wait uh, to hear it. You haven't chimed in yet. That's well, not what chime in. Yeah. Well, I did chime. No, in. like yeah, you did. Okay, count it. So now yeah. I'm chiming in. It was worth it just to get it for that. <laughs> um, we always tell this story at our church, but the three of us got invited to that Bible study, and none of us wanted to be in it. Mm-hmm. And we made a pact on the way to it that we would never stop partying, no matter what those guys, those Christian guys, said. Yeah. And we always like to say we never have. We throw parties on Saturday nights, Sunday mornings in Austin. Yeah. And on Wednesday afternoons on this podcast. Yep. But it was life-changing. Yeah. And we found You're, out... He's referring to church services, <laughs> just in case for anybody who's... <laughs> yeah. I was like, they throw five parties a week? Yeah. Sure. Love them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. That was a transformative time in our life. The transformative time. Which I'm just going to use to segue straight into what we're talking about today. Okay. Because it reminded me... We're talking about temple. We're talking about the Holy Spirit, what it means to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And you've just talked about the physical component of that. Yep. Back in those days in college, a little author named Francis Chan. Oh, yeah. Had a book called Crazy Love. We know know about Francis Chan. Francis Chan. That was right when our faith sparked, was that book. This whole idea of radical faith. We found in that Bible study and at the Annex and on mission trips and all this stuff like, this isn't at all what I thought Christianity was. Right. It's this amazing relationship, this amazing grace, this amazing adventure, all these things. And f- that book, Crazy Love, was huge. But then there was another book called Forgotten God, mm-hmm. which I recently read before this series mm-hmm. about the Holy Spirit. You guys, you guys read that back then? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. In that time when we're in a Bible study, going on some mission trips, all that stuff, when did the concept of the Holy Spirit start to become something that you knew about, experienced, because I think for a lot of people, it's the mysterious part of this whole relationship with God thing. When did yeah. that awaken for you? It, I got lucky um, because I went to, after my freshman year of college, I spent a summer in Costa Rica leading mission trips. Mm-hmm. And um, there were a lot of groups that came down that were from a, a way more charismatic um, branch of Christianity. And so uh, I got exposed to to all things like spiritual warfare, but also the gifts of the spirit and healing and all of that fairly early on. And so, um, yeah, that, but then I, I didn't really have any framework for what was happening, just an experience. And then I came back my sophomore year of college and I remember picking up that book and driving up to the to Flagstaff, which is like the, the spot up the mountain where we would always oh, go yeah. to pretend to be spiritual and whatever, and reading that book all the way through and just feeling so thankful um, to have somebody that put language to this topic that's a yeah. little bit hard to understand at times. Indeed. Can I read you guys a great quote from that book? Please. Yeah. It's ta- he's talking about calling, like the big word that everyone's looking for. Mm-hmm. It is true that God may have called you to be exactly where you are, but it's absolutely vital to grasp that he didn't call you there so you could settle in and live out your life in comfort and superficial peace. His purposes are not random or arbitrary. If you are still alive on this planet, I remember reading this for the first time, if you are still alive on this planet, it's because he has something for you to do. Mm. He placed us on this earth for purpose that he orchestrated long before we were born. Do you believe you exist not for your own pleasure, but to help people know the love of Jesus and to come fully alive in him? If so, then that will shape how you live your life in the place where you are. Wow. I feel like that was like the heartbeat of that time in our lives right there. It yeah. was like, that woke us up. Yeah. You're here. There is a reason you're actually alive right now. Yeah. And had wondered about that for like when we were sitting up, not doing abs, but talking at the gym. Yeah. Those were the kinds of questions we were starting to ask. Yeah, absolutely. The big questions of life. Yeah, starting to realize that you are part of a bigger fight than even your life. Mm-hmm. And how I think we all do have individual callings and passions, but how even those, as important as they are, are secondary yeah. to this one ultimate calling and fight that all of us share in the Great Commission mm-hmm. and building the church and and partnering with God and his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Like God is all for your passions and all for your brand and all for your idea, but it should be noted, this 
is of more importance to him. Yeah. The, right. the bigger story, you know? And I guess the key is can you allow your, um, your smaller story, and I don't mean that in like, a, like an insignificance kind of way. Right. I mean it in a comparison to the ultimate story kind of way. Mm -hmm. Can you let your sort of get caught up in that wow. and take its yeah. place in the right order? And so when, when Christians say, I'm just, I don't know what my calling is, I go, well, you don't know maybe what the, the second part, the smaller right. part of your calling is, yeah. but you right. absolutely should know the bigger story that you are part of, yeah. the bigger calling that you have. Yeah. And uh, I, maybe it was Francis who said it or somebody else around that same time, but I heard a quote that was, um, Christians should never be bored. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. a bored Christian is an oxymoron mm. because when you realize the Great Commission that you're called into, um, there's eternal significance now yeah. to every single part of your life. Yeah. Good. Yep. Yeah. So boredom is simply um, you have a misunderstanding of this story and don't fully get yeah. your place yeah. within it and how big it is. I would add to that boredom is not understanding the bigger story. Exhaustion is is being unaligned. Is unaligned a word? Not being Mis misaligned. Misaligned. Not being is that aligned. A word let's let's fact check that. Not being misaligned. Aligned misaligned. with the bigger story, and so you're you're running as hard as you can. You're doing all these things, but it's not falling under the umbrella of making disciples mm -hmm. um, in whatever lane you're in. And then eventually you just start feeling depleted and like mm -hmm. there's something wrong. And so it's it's interesting that there's like the boredom side of it when you're not getting it, right? And there's the exhaustion mm -hmm. side of it when you're running the yeah. wrong direction. Yeah. And those are both signs that it's time to come back to the middle. How, how are we doing on the alignment? Uh, both are words. So wow. Congratulations. Unaligned is a word? Yeah. It says Shouldn't not be. placed or arranged in a straight line, in parallel, or in correct relative Yeah, positions. I had it right. Great job. Dictionary.com. That's my source. Trust it. Trust it. Send it. I felt like that book illuminated to me this crazy reality that we're, we've been talking about in this series about the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. You are a temple mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit where I, my initial understanding of Christianity was just kind of like, yeah, I want to put my faith in Jesus, heaven. Like I right. believe that he died on the cross and rose from the grave. And, and I think that I spun my wheels for a while in my faith. Like I was saved. I put my faith in Jesus, but I was trying to figure out like, why is it so hard for me to like start walking in this. And you know, part of that's just being a human. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I really woke up to the reality, like, no, the Holy Spirit is gonna move in and through your life. Like the mm -hmm. spirit of God is like, he you know, points out, just like Roman says, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead mm -hmm. is gonna work in and through you. Mm -hmm. And it felt for me in that time period of college, not like I suddenly got everything right, but it was like in Christmas vacation when he like plugs the lights in and nothing's yeah. happening. And then they flip the breaker on <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, this is what's supposed, this is supposed to start feeling like. And that, Do you remember a moment when that happened? I mean, I think we got a lot of exposure on mission trips yeah. because there's just yeah. a reality that you see more of the spiritual right in front of you tangibly, I think yeah. in yeah. different cultures and countries where the, the game of the enemy is not to hide and make you think there's nothing going on. Right. And now I think that's changing here, but in some of those places we went where you start to see like, oh, there's like miracles are happening. People mm -hmm. are praying like yeah. for this person and they were healed. Mm -hmm. How does that happen? Or you see attack, spiritual attack and things like that. Yeah. And it kind of woke me up to then realize, oh, I have a part to play in this. And the light started to come on. Um, and a lot of that was because of this book and the, the Holy Spirit, which um, I would ask you guys this question, how has that journey of being a temple for the Holy Spirit mm -hmm on a pendulum, which we talk about a lot. How has that walked out for the last 15 years? Because it is a mysterious relationship, yeah. but it's also got so much to it that scripture and books like that can help us to navigate this amazing relationship. How has that relationship ebbed and flowed or been challenging or great for you? Yeah, I think um, for the last about decade, I've just, uh, I've had this desire to, if that's true, then I want to, I want to limit the Holy Spirit and what he could do in me and through me in as few ways as I possibly can. Right. So however that looks for me, living different, um, you know, whatever it is, Don't. it's, I now want that. Like I, I, I want more of the, the God's power yeah. in my life yeah. Yeah. than I 
ever have before. And so whatever I have to um, change, I guess, to it's just give me more of that. Yeah. You know what Don't I mean? Don't quench yeah. the spirit. Yeah. Told to me in college, I think felt like, don't screw this up. Like a shame based. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then exactly. you start to realize, oh, I don't want to quench the spirit at all because I just want the fruit of the spirit and the yeah. life that he has for me. And I want to be a part of that mission and all these things that he's going to yeah, do. Yeah. It has nothing to do with like God being mad at you. Or, no, he's or telling you for your own good. Yeah, exactly. It's all the things you're looking why, for. And the more you, you sort of experience how awesome it is, the more yeah. you just like, I just want more of this. Yeah. Um, give me more of the power of God in my life. Yeah. Like I want to know him, whatever the, whatever it takes, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. Same with me. And, and I think fruit is the, the word that, that comes to mind, right? Galatians five, mm-hmm. uh, love, joy, peace, forbearance, which I don't know why we don't just use patience, mm-hmm. um, kindness, self-control. Like I have watched different in different seasons of my life. I've watched, uh, myself bear fruit mm-hmm. at, in higher levels and in other seasons of my life, I've watched those go away yeah. and realize like I'm being super impatient right now mm-hmm. and, and on edge all the time. And I haven't laughed in, in a long time, like what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And so again, not in like the shame-based way where I, I feel like, ah, oh, I messed it up again because that's not helpful for anyone. But in a, oh, I'm supposed to be walking in step with the spirit, yeah. but I have my, my flesh that desires to go other ways. And so let's realign. Let's yeah. get back on it. And those are always mm. end up being some of the sweetest times mm. with the Holy Spirit for me. Yeah, the fruit of the Spirit is what everybody wants. Yeah. And they're looking I, for it in everything. And the Bible's just warning you, you're looking in the wrong places. Yeah. Which or we, we have, yeah, we have yeah. counterfeit versions of it yeah, that yeah. aren't necessarily bad. But um, I watched an interview recently with Shia LaBeouf where he talked about his whole journey and then coming to, to know Jesus in his life before faith and after faith. And he said, I used to confuse um, um, excitement with joy mm-hmm. or pleasure with joy. Mm-hmm. He's like, so I would feel excitement yeah. or joy or pleasure, you know, and yeah. pursue those things and just assume this must be what joy is. He's like, no, 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 not that those things are bad. Joy is something so much deeper. Yeah. Joy is something that comes from within you. Joy is the fruit of the spirit. And I say a lot, you know, billionaires are trying to buy the fruit of the spirit. They can't buy it. When you go on a a week long vacation, the reason you're doing that is because you're hoping it's going to lead to some fruit of the spirit, to some more peace and joy in your life. And it's crazy because just the more of God that you have in your life, regardless of circumstance or season or what's happening around you, the fruit of the spirit is just going to. It's just going to yeah. be there. Yeah. yeah. And what we all want is fruit yeah. more than anything else, yeah. you know? And it's singular. All those come together. Right. That's all the work of the spirit and they kind of ebb and flow right. together. And it's kind of a crazy concept that you can, like, you're not going to overpower God, but you can quench his spirit in your life. Right. Which there were times in college, especially where I'd, you know, go party, you know, four days in a row, crazy, whatever. And you know that feeling when you wake up after something like that and all you want to do is just go home. Yeah. Like the, you're projecting like, this is so fun and great, but you really just want to go home and be safe and feel like comforted. Mm-hmm. That is what I feel like for 15 years, my soul has felt at times, maybe not necessarily even through like crazy partying and stuff like that, but just yeah. times where you're exhausted, times where you've had your attention yeah. pulled in so many different directions. Yeah. And you get to that moment where you're just like, oh, I just want to be like home. Mm-hmm. And that's that to me has become so much of the Holy Spirit's presence in my life as a comforter. Yeah. Of like, that's right. Come back to me. Because I have all those things that, you, that have been drained out of you and let's fill you back up with my presence and my spirit and let the fruit bear in your life. I think the That's times great. recently, especially I've experienced the Holy Spirit the most is when I'm uncomfortable. And in those moments, we now have so many different ways to find comfort momentary. Yeah. And so even something like, you know, comfort food. Yeah. Yeah. It's you you have an option sort of in that moment. And then once again, there's no condemnation and he's not mad at you when you don't choose him. But it's like, I could find comfort in, you know, these five cookies. Right. Or I could find that comfort in the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah. yeah. And it's when you're uncomfortable that you actually need the comforter. Right. And wow. those moments where I actually do, and <clears throat> it's rare, I feel like I, I pick the cookies more often than I, but the moments where you actually go, okay, God, I'm going to turn to you for my comfort mm-hmm. yeah. that I always experience the Holy Spirit just a little yeah. bit more, you yeah. know? So to bring this to temple, uh, which this is all about temple, but 
Isn't it interesting that the, the things we reach for in those moments where we just want to numb yeah. or go away are actually things that, that take us out of our bodies, right? That, that, yeah. that turn off the lights in the mm. temple. Mm-hmm. Um, like you That's eat, good. you eat enough that you just go numb and fall asleep or yeah. whatever it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Alcohol is the same way. You That's f- why you'll do it. And you're like, I feel like that wasn't even me just binging for the last two hours. What just happened? Yeah. That wasn't me. Yeah. That, I just yeah. went unconscious and I watched episode after episode of the office yeah. or yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. And now yeah. I just don't feel great. And so I feel like the invitation is always back to the temple is always back to a the Holy Spirit wants to dwell within you Mm -hmm. and you actually have an invitation to take a few deep breaths and sit with Mm -hmm. yourself, even in the anger and the frustration, um, the unforgiveness, whatever it is, what if we could Mm -hmm. learn to actually feel those things? Mm -hmm. And what if the Spirit wanted to go on that journey with you Mm -hmm. of going, hey, hey, bud, uh, I want to shine a bright light down in the depths of your soul, of your nefesh, yeah. and, and help you find the peace that you're actually looking for. Talk about um, how that relationship starts, because there's different theological opinions on how a person receives the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And help, because I think sure. there are people that hear about the Holy Spirit and they feel mm-hmm. like they're always like up in the cheap seats watching a bunch of people talk about something like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do here. Let me give, let me just lay it out the from 30,000 feet and then you guys chime in. Oh. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. I'll get it ready. Okay, okay. Just tell me when you're going to chime in. Okay, yeah. Okay, uh, historically, when it comes, the question is how do we receive the Holy Spirit? Historically, there's a one step and two step process to it. So that's kind of the two different camps. The Mm -hmm. one step camp will say you get saved, you put your faith in Jesus, you get heaven forever, and in that moment, you receive the Holy Spirit. The two-step camp is going to say you get saved, you you get heaven forever, but then at a later time, you have to get baptized by the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? So, so the two-step camp would say just because you've raised your hand doesn't mean the Holy Spirit dwells within you, right? And so there's a, a lot of debate back and forth. And to be fair, when you read the book of Acts, mm-hmm. um, there's a, a lot, it, it's, it's a complicated yeah. question, right? Um, because... In Acts 2, specifically, the Holy Spirit appears, and, and Peter and those guys are already saved. Um, but there's a moment where the Holy Spirit um, uh, comes, and they begin speaking in tongues and, and all of that. Um, the question is, is that how it works for everybody, or was that a, for a specific time? Because the temple veil had not been torn yet, um, and now it just happens in a, in a one-step process. Are we good so far? Do you want to chime in on that? Sure. Go. <laughs> so Quietly awesome. set that down. Such a beautiful sound. Peter, when he preaches, he tells people to repent, believe in Jesus, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, interesting. So yeah. I think what I would say is the Holy Spirit is mysterious. He doesn't fit to our formulas. I think if we lead people to receive Jesus, then we introduce them to the Holy Spirit yeah. right mm-hmm. there, right then and there. Mm-hmm. And if you're somebody who's like, I feel like I prayed a prayer and like, put my faith in Jesus, but I don't know about this Holy Spirit or this is new to me. Like we've been talking about, invite him in, invite him in, just come on. And that's, you see kind of both of those things. So it's probably, I don't know, maybe both ways. You you can't decide between one step or two steps. Put me in the middle, (laughs) 1.5 steps. I know that the Holy Spirit operates outside of the speed of time. So, (laughs) oh yeah, big time. Yeah. And, and I, I, but I, I think the important thing from like a pastoral level is the the reason um the the thing i don't like about the two-step process is i oftentimes will meet with somebody who is like so genuinely has put their faith in jesus and wants to follow Mm -hmm. jesus and they're just terrified that the holy spirit doesn't dwell within them yeah and then maybe they were taught something like they had to speak in tongues in order for it to happen and something i had somebody tell me that that or blah 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 probably wasn't saved because in front of them i didn't speak in tongues when they asked me yeah dude it gets it gets wild i've seen those nights yeah the amount of people in our church who were at like some kind of camp and they weren't oh, yeah. allowed to leave until they spoke in tongues, and so they yeah. just kind of faked it. Uh huh. Yeah, and then have carried that, you know, yeah. like that lie with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Which, which is interesting because I think so much of the reason that, like myself, as an example of this, people swing away from truly walking in step with the Spirit and yeah. seeking the Spirit is because you get freaked out, right? Because it can become so sensational and chaotic. And it's so, it can be so miracle focused. And what can the Holy Spirit do for us? Yeah. 
or through us so we get the attention, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is the danger of it when the whole goal of the Holy Spirit is to make you love God and love people and look more like Jesus. Yeah. Right. That's his priority right. in your life. The miracles and stuff, that, that comes just yeah. because he's a miracle. It's a byproduct. Worker, and yeah. he will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I, I think that the, that fear that people might hold, I just say, well, then just go meet with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Ask him to come in your yeah, life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, so I would say I, I tend to fall in the one-step Mm-hmm. camp um, for that reason. Um, so I would say that when you get saved, it seems to me, although I know you can make a compelling case from the book of Acts that it's two-step. Sure. I, I tend to think it's a one-step process. However, I do believe in the, the refilling mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit and that that should happen early and often mm-hmm. and as often mm-hmm. as you can. It would be like, um, uh, like take Will, for example, or Zeke. They know that they are your son. They know that you love them. They're at school right now, and there's not a doubt in their mind that that is true. But at some point this evening, you're gonna run and pick them up, and you're gonna you're gonna throw them up in the air mm-hmm. and give them a big hug. And in that moment, they knew before, but in that moment, they know all the more. Like, oh yeah, Dad's here. I'm safe. Dad's with me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So so I would say this this one step process with the caveat of we should be constantly pursuing that refilling of the the spirit where we in very tangible ways have experiences where we're reminded mm-hmm. that the spirit is with us. Does that make sense? It's good. That's really good. Let's talk yeah. about physical health within being a temple of the Holy Spirit, as you've just recently yeah. talked about, which okay. you're very passionate about. Yeah. This to me tends to be either the thing that churchgoers most neglect. Right. Or it's the one that they're really good at. So they go, oh, good. Thank you for telling me that yeah. physical health is important. Right. While the other two might be in ruins. Right. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your personal journey with physical health, why you've seen that be such an important part of being a temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, my journey with physical health, even for the last uh, 12 years, I've had, um, and you guys know this because I'm, you hear more about my headaches than anybody else, and I apologize. Oh, it's giving for that. me a headache, Doug. But I've had chronic um, head and neck pain for twelve years, yeah. and I've actually had to, you know, make big changes to health holistically, whether that's exercise or how I sleep or what I can't eat, um, to battling with different medications and. Um, some medications and pain medications specifically being the only thing that works for migraines, but at the same time is also my vice and wrestling with God in that. And, mm. um, and so learning over the last 12 years um, just to be very, very disciplined physically with all of those things and realizing I'm like, okay, I guess this is just, I just have to, and that's okay. Um, and throughout that process, realizing more and more, my body is actually a temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so stuff like exercise, stuff like diet, stuff like sleep, stuff like you know, the battle for purity that every single one of us is in yeah. all the time um, becomes not just about you, but once again, the bigger story that you're a part of. Um, and so, yeah, by no means have, have I arrived and by no means would I say I'm like the best at that, but I am very passionate about it because I've had to be. And then that have to has turned into like a get to, yeah. mm. and I very much enjoy it. And I've learned a lot about it. And it is one of those things that I've never really heard talked about in, in church, mm-hmm. never really heard a, a sermon about physical health in church at all. It's kind of like that one thing we all just, you know, I think because yeah. of the country we live in and the time we live Very, in when yeah. everybody's unhealthy mm-hmm. and that's almost more the case with pastors than yeah. anybody else. Yeah. You, uh, it's like the one vice that is acceptable. Yep. Right. I'll be like, to be honest yeah. with you. Okay. So you can't go drink. You can't go, um, cuss. You, yeah. You, no cussing. <laughs> yeah. No, no horse racing. <laughs> no, 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 no vaporizing. <laughs> yeah. But you can eat. Yeah. And for some reason, that's okay. Yeah. Like and for a, some reason, a, we're like just, glut, nobody talks about that. To like a gluttonous. Yes, exactly. Right. To yeah. a right. very American unhealthy, right. poor stewardship of the, the, the body that God has given you. Yeah. Right. And, um, and so I'm not sure why that sort of became like the, like yeah. the one. And like, I think, like you said, we're all trying to, we all need things to like distract ourselves. And all of us, it's just a human thing to like, I think God really understands that. You need something to 
to run to. And so, and so often it's so much easier to run to a, a substance or um, a dessert than it is yeah. to run to an invisible God who sure. inaudibly speaks sure. to you. And I think God understands that. But it is good to be honest about it and go, hey, um, I think this is a problem for a lot of us. Yeah. And, uh, and is, yeah. in a, its own way, quenching the spirit in your life. Yeah. If you're, if you're unhealthy, <clears throat> if you feel terrible all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll explain it this way. I, and I said this last week, but um, I think it's so key. Uh, there's a pastor that I love who was giving a guy advice who wanted to go start a church. Yeah. And as you guys know, starting a church is very hard to Incredibly do. Incredibly easy. Hard, very hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, did I say hard? I mean, sorry. Dude, we did it yeah. in no time. It's a, very, it's ideally a very, during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it's a very challenging thing to do. And so this guy was um, asking this pastor, former church planner, give me, give me one piece of advice, mm -hmm. thinking he's gonna get something super spiritual. And this pastor said back to him something that caught him off guard and said, you, you actually need to lose like 25 pounds. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, what? And, and what he said to him was, you have no idea how hard your spirit, your calling is already spiritually, and you're gonna make it five times harder just because you don't feel good. Hmm. And just because you're taking bad, you're not taking care of yourself. And so yeah. whether it's 25 pounds or for me, over the last few years, it was, my 25 pounds was medications right. that were really taking a toll on my body. Yeah. My calling's already hard enough as it is. And I am unnecessarily making it so much harder yeah. just because I'm not stewarding my body. Yeah. And I'm not showing up as the pastor I could be. I'm not showing up fully as the dad that my kids need or the husband that my wife needs or the friend that you guys need. Like I'm not, I'm not showing up as my best with this vessel of the Holy Spirit that God has given me. Yeah. And I was like, I'm tired of that. Mm -hmm. um, we have a God who is an Ephesians 3.20 God who can do immeasurably, exceedingly, abundantly more than anything we could ever ask or imagine. He's never the limiting factor. We are always the limiting factor. Wow. Right. And the more that you find these different places and spaces of your life to level up, mm -hmm. the less you start to limit what God can do in yeah. you and through you. I've, I feel like this is not to take a shot at anybody, but people that would negate, like, oh, you shouldn't be talking about physical health, that doesn't matter, or unhealthy. Right. People that yeah. are healthy and prioritize living a healthy physical life would say, man, that's been such a gift to my spiritual right. health, which is the ultimate goal is that walking with the spirit, but they all have a place that they play with each other. They mm -hmm. all pull each other forward or backward. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you guys both this, yeah. then let's talk practically. What are some things with, when it comes to your physical health that help you overall in your whole, your whole self, your spiritual health, your mental health, how, do, how is physical health helping you or hindering you in, in your daily routines? Are, are you saying like what uh, an element of our routine that helps us Physically, or how our physical health helps Both. us in other. So, what realms. what's some practical things you do, and how you're seeing them? Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. help I mean, your health. For me, routine is is everything, especially mm. morning routine. Yep. Um, it, locking that in is the best thing that I did several years ago. Um, it's it's getting outside. Oh well, it's 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 having that time where I'm I'm reading my Bible first thing. I'm not checking my phone. Yeah. And then I'm I'm getting outside. I'm getting exercise. Yeah. Um, I love to take an ice bath. I love to to do some breath work. I love all. We of are that the stereotypical stuff. ice bath guys. That's it, man. That all the humor videos make fun of. That's that's you and me. And yeah. it's been huge for us for yeah. five years. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about it at, at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but getting that locked in before I do anything else. Mm -hmm. and, and like, look, I'm not gonna win any gold medals, right? Like, I'm I'm. That's not who I am. But I can, I can put in 20 minutes of, of working out yeah. in the morning to feel yeah. better for the rest of yeah. my yeah. day. Right? I used to hate when people would go to the gym and call it training. Like, what are you doing? This? <laughs> oh, I'm training. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you're not in the NFL. <laughs> you're not what? going to the Olympics. Yeah. Stop <laughs> calling your bicep curls training. Yeah. But I now actually kind of like it a little bit yeah. because I go, I'm not training for the Olympics, but I am training to be the best dad I can be. Dude. And when I get home from work, 
I need to have a lot of energy because my kids are ready to get on the carpet or go into the backyard wow. and play. Wow. And I need energy for that. Yeah. And so I need energy to, to preach the way I want to preach. Mm -hmm. yep. And like I show up on, it's not on me to get to save people. That's on God, but I'm going to preach like it is on me yeah. and bring as much passion as I can. Yep. And so exercise is one of those things that costs yep. you energy, but it always like, it backfills with more energy than what it costs you. Mm. And so it's counterintuitive because you think, I'm so tired, I can't work out. It's like, no, yeah. you're so tired, you need to start exercising. That's how you're going to get more energy yep. into this vessel that can show up at its best for everybody. That's so good, man. Yeah. That's good. What about diet? Um, I heard a quote recently that said, if you, okay, so let's say you bought, let's say you and Steph sold your house, okay. and then you used all the equity to purchase like a racehorse. Okay. Like a sea biscuit. Do you want to chime in on that? Yeah. Um, you, I'm considering it. You would. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear more. If you want to talk to Steph, I'll, I'll talk yeah. to it. Don't worry. I do think horses uh, are cool, but this, they I don't are. know where we'll live. But you would, you would, the, the food you'd feed it. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't right. put anything right. that was like impure or yeah. even mm -hmm. processed into that horse. You would care. be, mm -hmm. yeah, you'd like this horse. You are what you eat. Right. And if this horse is going to be a champion racehorse, yeah. it's going to get the best of the best. Yeah. But you don't treat yourself that way. Mm. Or at least that's true for most of us. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Yeah. Like, why, why are you, you know, not as important mm -hmm. when this is your life and this is how you show up in the world yeah. is via your body. And so I have had to, not by choice, but just because mm -hmm. of chronic pain and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you know, very much so limit um, like processed foods yep. and sugar, sugar. Oh yeah, and it sucks. It's hard because when you go to the grocery store, that leaves you yeah. basically with the far right side, of the far <laughs> yeah. left side of the grocery yeah, store exactly. the, is what you, is where you can shop. Yeah, um, and I'm not like you know freak crazy about it where mm -hmm. I am legalistic or religious about it by any means. I just I take it serious because I want to feel good. Right. And it's gone. It's it's no longer like, oh, I, I want, you know, you know, the biceps or anything like that or this. It's now just I just want I just really want to feel good, man. Yeah, I really I need yeah. energy for yeah. what I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that sometimes where we get and I was here for a long time with, you know, working out, going to the gym, whatever. When the end goal is you. Yeah. You're never content. Right. Yeah. And a lot of that's because you're trying to look better to meet somebody or impress right. a girl or whatever. When the end goal is living a healthy life as a temple of the Holy Spirit, so you can better glorify God in your spiritual health and your men, and you're just living a healthier exactly. life. It yeah. changes how you work out. Yeah. Yeah. It changes how you go about food and all those things where you don't have to be legalistic Good. and you don't beat yourself up all the time. Rather, you're like incentivized by, no, this is this beautiful, flourishing mm -hmm, temple yeah. that I want to be. And this plays a key part in that. I'm, I've watched physical health go from this weight on my shoulders, pun intended, oh, all squats. the time to a joy because yeah. I watch my physical health pull my mental health and my spiritual health forward. Yeah. And so if I do a really hard workout, the rest of my, to start my day, the rest of my day, yeah. I'm better in everything. Yeah. And oh, I watch those time. things work together. Yeah. yeah. But the end goal isn't because I'm just trying to impress people. No. It's to be this flourishing temple of the Holy Spirit and yeah. seeing that. Yeah. What about you? Diet? Any other tips of the trade? Diets are hard because it feels like they're so contradictory. There's so many different things people are doing. Yeah. It's you like, know what what's do interesting I do? about that though is you'll have like the like a paleo camp and a vegan camp, and mm -hmm. all of them will go on podcasts and do interviews or write books where it's like, I, I did this and I started to feel amazing. Well, yeah. but I did this and I started to feel amazing. Yeah. Right. And it's 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 interesting because it is about what it's comprised of, but it's also all of these camps stopped eating all the, right. the highly processed yeah. and sugar-filled stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that has more of a, yeah. is more of the reason yeah. Yeah. than, oh, we've cracked the code over here or we've cracked the code over here. I've, I've noticed for me, and I'm, I, you know, I'm not religious about it and I don't have a dog in the fight with different diets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've just noticed the more food that I eat that it's like God made it, yeah. That's right. I just feel better. Yeah. And the more food I eat that is, in, is made in a factory, mm and can last on a shelf for two years, yeah. the worse I feel. Mm. Yeah. And so that's just kind of like a general rule of thumb for me. Yeah. 
And if you're going to yeah. move that direction, um, one of the shifts that I have had to make and am in the process of making is that means you eat at less restaurants and you cook more food mm -hmm. for yourself. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm late to the game here because being a, a single guy, I can, I can get away with, I, I feel like picking up Chipotle a lot easier than, than <laughs> right. you guys could when you have to pick it for your whole family right. and all of that. And it's more convenient for me. And there's sure. lots of ways that I can justify. It's almost the same price and, and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Um, but realizing that somewhere past just talking about cost and efficiency is this invitation to be way more mindful about what you are eating, what you are consuming. And one of the best ways to do that is to take some time at night, especially to prepare a meal mm -hmm. um, and you start to realize that it's actually a lot of fun and a lot of people listening to this are probably going to be like yeah we've been saying that for, for decades <laughs> now I get yeah. I get that I'm I'm late too but I had some friends over a few weeks ago and like we were just practicing being really mindful about what we were eating and the conversation and all that and get to the end of it and realize like this is the better way to live um, your neighbor, Oliver, yeah. said something interesting. He had us over. He he smoked a brisket yep. a few weeks ago. And he, uh, he Oh, said, yeah, do you smoke? Oh, yeah, I smoke brisket. Yeah, just brisket. <laughs> I smoke fools like you on the basketball court all the time. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> so that good. Commercial. He said the, the more that I prepare my own food, yeah. the less I just lose interest in restaurants. Because it, it's, yeah, I think like, I'm better at it, and I want to, to learn how to, how to do things. Enjoy the process. So... Hmm. I think that that slows us down. Yeah. Um, I'm, my mind's always thinking about efficiency. And so it's yeah. a way to combat that and go, okay, but no, I'm going to actually peel these sweet tomatoes or, or sweet potatoes. And what are they called again? Sweet potatoes? Just that. Sweet yeah. tomatoes was a restaurant in Colorado. You could peel them, I guess. Uh, and put them in the oven and wait for the oven to warm up, mm -hmm. you know, and like, like all the, the yeah. steps that go to it. So that's just one of, yeah. of many that I've learned. What about you? Well, I think that a lot of our cultural mindset and so much of mine, and, and this is true of a lot of things, but with food is that it's a right, not a gift. Mm -hmm. Food's my right, so I just eat whatever I want, have whatever wow. I want, and lived a lot of my life like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. the more I see it as this gift of experiencing meals together and stuff, yeah. like I love having all the food there ready to go. I grilled this, we made this, yeah. and we sit together. And as a family, it's hard to do. Like I think that with busyness and convenience and comfort, so many people, and I've been this guy of like, well, it's expensive and it takes meal prep time if you really want to eat well and stuff. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. but you cannot do that. And at what cost to you, yeah, you know, right. as a human? And that's going to affect your mental health and your spiritual health. And right. so, yeah, I'm watching food become more of a gift in my life. That's great. And enjoying it that way. Yeah. And I think more about it. Yeah. Appreciate it more. It becomes worship more. For sure. And if I know I'm getting up, to work out the next morning, it changes what I want to eat before oh, I go yeah. to bed. 100%. So these things yeah. all play together. And uh, that's the beauty yeah. of this series. And there's a lot more that we'll keep talking about next time as we dive yeah. maybe a little more into some physical health and we'll talk spiritual health. Yes. And keep this temple thing rolling. Let's go. You guys Absolutely. are decent temples of the Holy Spirit, I will say. Well, that's the nicest thing you've ever said yeah. to us, see. Well, guys. Yep. As always, share this. Thanks for joining us. We will continue the conversation. And... Uh, We'll be chiming in all next week. See ya.